0: This podcast is brought to you by Uncaged from Z-Mind Game Studios, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and by listeners like you. Go to patreon.com slash 2 nerd now to become a supporter. Hey there, my name is Charlie, and I am a game designer for Uncaged World Fighters, card for card, the greatest MMA game of all time. And you're listening to the Two-Headed Nerd with Joe and Matt. Time. Broadcasting from the Ziggurat in Omaha, deep below the metro area, it is our pleasure to welcome you to episode 459. Later on the show, I will say 479. I was wrong. Of the Two-Headed Nerd Comic Book Podcast, <laughs> my name is Matt Bob. You could have just edited that and made
1: yourself look like a <laughs> nah, genius. Nah, 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 fuck it. And I'm Joe Patrick. Each week, Matt and I, well, most weeks, Matt and I discuss Wednesday's new comics, comic book movies, TV news, and juicy rumors from the giant underground stepped pyramid where we were cursed to share a body.
0: So very many years ago. So many years ago. In this senses-shattering episode, Joe and I popped straight into the THN Sanctum Sanctorum, where we're going to wrap about our must-read comic picks for next week, Then it's on to Nerd News Live on the Facebooks, where you can watch by going to our Facebook page. It's awesome. And you can respond directly when we open the phone lines for our cover-to-cover segment. So... If you're not in coastal Texas or southern Florida, where you're dealing with much larger issues, please join us, if you will, now in the THN Sanctum Sanctorum. Whoa. Sure. Sanctum Sanctorum. Sanctum Sanctorum. There we go. That's spooky.
1: This week in the THN Sanctum Sanctorum, we're joined by the Weather Wizard to discuss whether or not three record-setting hurricanes... See what I did there? Weather, weather? Yeah, I get it. And the massive earthquake off the coast of Mexico are part of a man-made supervillain plot. Or the work of a vengeful, angry god who's grown weary of mankind. I think it's
2: 50-50.
1: Matt, before we get into tracking models and seismograph readouts, why don't we talk
0: about our must-read comic picks... For next week. Next week, I'm excited for Realm, number one from Image, written by our buddy, Jeremy Hahn, friend of the show. Yeah. With art by Seth Peck. It's 32 pages for $3.99. Here's your solicit. No series! 15 years ago, our world was overrun by creatures of myth, orcs, dragons, and other nameless horrors like Draculas and Frankensteins, threw the entire planet into chaos. Today. The shattered remnants of civilization must fight just to survive in a deadly new era of violence and mayhem. While a powerful sorcerer marshals his forces, a group of warriors embark on a journey to reclaim our world from the growing darkness. An all-new post-apocalyptic high fantasy adventure series. I'm not going to read the end of it because I just told you who's doing it. But I will say, in their solicit, they did go on to say, Featuring colors by Nick Filardi and letters by Thomas Maurer, good for you guys. For mentioning those dudes, because they, they don't get any play. Yeah. You just get this written by, art by, whatever.
1: I think Jeremy Hahn is actually drawing this. I think there might be some confusion in the solicit, because... Oh, really? Uh, like, I follow him, and he's been posting it, yes. art Rit- regularly from the comic, that from his own art desk. Yes, so, they screwed
0: it up a little bit. It is written by Seth Peck with art. Co-written,
1: by- probably, by Seth yeah. Peck and Jeremy Hahn with art by Jeremy Hahn. Yes. So... Uh yeah, this looks good. I like I said, I've been watching him like p- put this issue together. Uh it looks gorgeous.
0: Yeah, and it's like post apocalyptic fantasy.
1: Yeah, sounds exciting.
0: Pretty cool. What's your pick, Joe?
1: Next week, it had to be my pick is Runaways number one from Marvel Comics written by Rainbow Rowell. Friend of the show. Still really weird to, to
2: I know <laughs> think right. that. Uh
1: with art by Chris Anka, it's 32 pages for $3.99. Here's your solicit.
2: Get ready to run! The it
1: book of (laughs) the early 2000s with the original cast is back. Nico, Carolina, Molly, Chase, Old Lays, and could it be Gert? Yeah, it's Gert. It's Gert. The heart of the runaways died years ago, but you won't believe how she returns. Whoa! Superstar author Rainbow Rowell. It's true. She's a superstar. She writes young adult novels, Eleanor and Park, carry on very, very popular. Okay. Makes her Marvel Comics writing debut with fan favorite artist Chris Anka you may know him from such works as Captain Marvel. Heard of him? All new X Men. He's pretty good. Very talented person. In the series that will shock you and break your heart. Break my heart? I know. In Twain.
0: Whoa! Are they gonna like get me hooked and then cancel it? What?
1: <laughs> uh, boy, I don't know. Uh, I am excited. I want to love the Runaways again. It's been a long time since I've cared. They have. They tried to keep the Runaways going. Yeah. After Brian way left, too long. And I just it's like. Uh, I don't care. Like
0: Joss Whedon wrote it for a while. Terry Moore wrote it. I was like,
1: I don't care. I just don't care.
0: But I'm excited about this. It looks great. I just want to see how they pull it off. Honestly, I really want to see how they're, how they're going to pull this off.
1: Yeah. Like rainbow rainbow came right out and said, yes, Gert's coming back from the dead. And
0: yeah, Like, how we get there is the story. So, awesome. I'm into it. The THN trade of the week goes to Nick Cave Mercy on Me, the graphic novel from Self Made Hero, written and illustrated by Reinhard Kleist. Wow. 280 pages. Oh, yeah for $22.99. Wow! That's a steal. That is a steal. Here's your solicit, musician, novelist, poet, actor. Nick Cave, B, 1957, is a (laughs) renaissance man. His wide-ranging artistic output, always uncompromising, hypnotic, and intense, is defined by an extraordinary gift for storytelling. It's true. In Nick Cave, Mercy on Me, Reinhard Kleist employs a cast of characters drawn from Cave's music and writing to tell the story of a formidable artist and influencer. Kleist, paints an expressive and enthralling portrait of Cave's childhood in Australia, his early years fronting the birthday party, the sublime highs of success with the bad seeds, and the crippling lows of his battle with heroin. Yikes! Clyde's graphic biography, Like Cage's Songs, is by turns electrifying, sentimental, morbid. And comic. Not Cage's songs. Nick Cage is not a musician. Oh, I'm sorry. Cave's (laughs) songs. But always engrossing. I would say all those things count. What can be said about Nick Cage.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah,
0: but this is Nick Cave. Yes,
1: Yes. I like Nick Cave. A
0: man I refer to as the head vampire. Yeah, (laughs) he's a... If we killed Nick Cave, all the other vampires would die. (laughs) He's a dour individual. I love Nick Cave. Oh, my God. He's such a weirdo. This is going to be weird as hell and i cannot wait to read and them.
1: i love comic book biographies i do
0: too yeah in fact shamefully the only way i like to read a biography <laughs> Kinda. That's kind i have of never joke. read a <laughs> proper biography i admit it
1: so there they are our picks for next week but we want to know what you nerds are excited for hit us up on any of our social media platforms and tell us what you think we should be reading and reviewing and hey I know we goofed around a little bit, but there's nothing to joke about down south. No,
0: no. Be safe. We're raising all of you out there. I know, I'm
1: just saying. You guys, we're pulling for you. Absolutely. Take care down there. Run far, far away from the hurricane, please. As
0: fast and as far as you can go. Joey, it's almost time for cover to cover where we let these nerds do all the work. But before we get into it, we got to give them something to talk about. And there is plenty in the news that isn't weather-centric or Trump-centric, if you want to just take your mind up that shit for a while. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Nerd
1: News! Nerd News. WWE superstar John Cena, maybe you've heard of him, and Galavant's Joshua Sassy, you probably haven't heard of him. Yeah. Are the front runners or Galavant,
0: for that matter? That was the musical. It like, was the like fantasy,
1: the Monty Python kind of looking yeah. musical. It was probably not as good as Monty. I
0: bet Casey watched it. I didn't.
1: Uh People seem to like it. I don't know. Casey, uh, hold on. Checking in with Casey. Casey, was Galavant any
0: good?
1: Casey didn't watch it, so she's
0: the gatekeeper of all things if, musical. If here Casey didn't watch it, it was bullshit. Yeah, it sucked. I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those two clowns are the front runners.
0: John seems a lot of things. He's not a clown.
1: Yeah, you're right. They are the frontrunners to play Captain Marvel in New Line Cinema's Shazam. New Line Cinema's? Yeah. All right. I'm, yep. I'm too confused to deal with that. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I'm too confused to deal with that, that news. According to something called the Hashtag Show, uh, a purported casting notice for Billy Batson also infers that the hero will be called Captain Marvel in the movie, not Shazam. Yeah. That's kind of a big deal. Well, I mean, I get it,
0: but... They we'll made such if, a
1: huge if, deal about changing it five years well, ago. We'll see
0: if they can pull it off, because yeah. we've got another Captain Marvel movie coming from Marvel.
1: Yes, we are. Yeah. Indeed, and that might be why... And multiple
0: Joker movies.
1: That might be, <laughs> that might be why they're calling no. him Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah, they're trying to get out ahead of it.
1: Yeah. Here's the casting notice. Quote, male, 12 to 15 years old, a teenager who becomes Captain Marvel, the world's mightiest mortal. Granted access to incredible powers by the wizard Shazam. he speaks the wizard's name and is struck by a lightning bolt that gives him the powers of the gods. That is exactly what Shazam is. Well, yeah. The hashtag show goes on to say that a third unnamed actor was in contention for the role, but, quote, has seemingly fallen out of favor. This uh, report from this very hard-hitting journalism... (laughs) (laughs) Uh <laughs> is really show. lacking in a lot of details. Yeah. Like who's the third party then? I
0: don't know, but they don't like him anymore. I'll tell you what. Uh, that sa-
1: dick. <laughs> <laughs> sassy. I don't know. He might not it might not I'm be pronounced. Sass. I'm
0: gonna say sass. But
1: you know what? Let's I call like him calling sassy. him sassy. Let's call him sassy. Uh is best known for playing, as we said, the titular star of the ABC musical comedy Gallivant, and recently appeared on the CW's No Tomorrow. Which I did not watch.
0: I don't even know what that is.
1: Uh, Cena came to fame as a wrestler for the WWE, obviously. But like Black Adam actor Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who is co-producing Shazam, Cena has starred and co-starred in m- multiple films. He's really good. Yeah, I like him. He was yeah.
0: he was the Marine. He's a well. Okay, that was not really good. Yeah, he was just getting started. Uh, he was great in Trainwreck though. He was really he good. was good in Trainwreck. Yeah. Very funny.
1: Yeah. Uh, Cena is currently scheduled to co-star in the. The
0: Bumblebee spinoff movie. Thank God. Uh, yeah. wow. We needed that. Let's just unpack this. Yeah. Let's just unpack this. So,
1: a real quick, uh, in the past, Mark Miller, like, openly campaigned to get Cena to play uh, Superior, which is his perfect. Captain Marvel ripoff. Yeah. Homage uh, from his own creator-owned comic. Be perfect. But- uh, look, I was in the tank for The Rock to play Shazam. Anosianus on the on the chat just brought it up. I thought The Rock would have been a great Captain Marvel. He'd be amazing. But then they cast him as, as Black Adam instead.
0: Where is, which is also any of really this good. happening in the WB universe? It's in the WB universe. Okay, it's just is it? because New Line Cinema is certainly not.
1: Well, I think that's like Adam, farming
0: out. Well, Black Adam is listed in the Warner Brothers movies that are coming. This is not. Warner Brothers. This is another No, these, another are, these two, at
1: the very least, these two movies are definitely tied together.
0: This is weird as hell, though. Because Black Adam is supposed to come out first. Right, which is stupid. You don't launch the nemesis of the main character first. That's well, I dumb. don't know.
1: Like, he comes from ancient Egypt, man. It could I be mean, this whole, like,
0: get prequel it. movie. I mean, it could be. I, it,
1: it'll end with him, like, getting it, like.
0: You'll be st- awesome. Stuck okay. for a thousand you years. It'll be awesome. Check this out. Stay with me. Opens in ancient Egypt, the death of the Scorpion King, right? From the ashes of the Scorpion King rises Black Adam. Boom! We got a combined universe. <laughs> They've already got a mummy combined universe. <laughs> no, it failed. They're not doing it. <laughs> totally tanked. Uh, look, I don't know. This man. could be how they save the universal <laughs> monsters. The next thing you know, <gasps>
1: ooh, and then when they get to the Frankenstein, it could be Frankenstein yeah. Agent of Shade.
0: Oh man, that would be awesome.
1: We saved movies. There as we go. We know You're it. welcome, Hollywood. <laughs> look. I love the idea of John Cena playing Captain Marvel. Well, I
0: mean, John Cena playing any superhero, like any super-powered, strong guy, like perfect. Dave
1: Bautista proved that these guys have the range, some of them. Uh, John Cena, I've seen him in many things. He's pretty good. He's very charming. Yeah, I don't want
0: to see the big show as like (laughs) Captain Marvel or anything.
1: Like, Triple H was in Blade (laughs) Trinity, and he
0: sucked. Yeah, he was terrible. But- Quit making fun of my dick. I'm like, oh God, who wrote that line? Jesus, <laughs> that's, how <laughs> <laughs> that's how we sounded.
1: <laughs> By all accounts, this Captain Marvel movie, the black, uh, the Captain Marvel corner.
0: It sounds like they're doing it right.
1: It's like going to be like very lighthearted, yeah. very like what you want from a Captain well, Marvel maybe movie. Maybe kind of a
0: kids' movie, which it should be. It's Captain Marvel. Mm. I'm not saying but like
1: anyway. The casting, I think, is great. I, I think John Cena and The Rock as Captain Marvel and Black Adam. Well,
0: we'll see. does not it yet, Might be dude from Galavant. So. Oh, he's too small. Let's get into I don't normally, Star Wars. I, no, real quick. <laughs> okay.
1: Like, I don't normally get into the whole, like, he's not big enough to play this character. But, like, there's no way that guy can be Captain Marvel. I
0: mean, I don't know. I don't know what he looks like. He's a so. tiny person. Okay. Well, speaking for tiny people everywhere, some of us can't but help it. No offense, right? Matt. You wouldn't make a good <laughs> Captain Marvel. Joe Patrick, the planned writer-director for Star Wars Episode Nine, Colin... Trevor Rowe. We don't even have the eighth one yet. I know. Has left the project. He didn't just leave the project. He got canned. In a statement issued by Lucasfilm, Trevor Rowe's departure was a mutual decision, but they decided to stay friends. Their visions for the project differ. Lucasfilm had recently stated plans to begin filming January 2018. The status of Episode Nine screenplay is unclear. Trevor Rowe was to co-write that in addition to direct, joined by writers Derek Connolly and Jack Thorne, but the addition of extra writers may have contributed to the director's departure. Reportedly, he left the film over script issues and souring working relationships with Lucasfilm's head, Kathleen Kennedy. According to the Hollywood, this was according to the Hollywood Reporter. Talk of the apparent issues first bubbled to the surface in June, according to the Hollywood Trades. Unnamed sources with Trevorrow being asked to do multiple drafts based on notes from the studio. Okay, this isn't the first time we've heard about this.
1: Well, right. And you know what? I'm not
0: going to go into all the rest of this because I'm sure you guys read it. But this is like the third director to get fired working on a Star Wars film right? for creative differences. Now, with that said... The replacements we've seen did a great job. Well, and we've
1: talked about this a little bit. Um, Is it a bad sign when Disney says, you know what? They don't want to make the movie we want them to
0: make. I don't know because we remember we freaked out about Rogue One when they were making all these changes and reshoots. Now, the director of Rogue One did not get fired.
1: Gareth Edwards, yeah. Gareth
0: Edwards had, they had a lot of issues with his script as well and the way he was shooting it. And they reshot it and it turned out great. We we're all happy with it. He did not yeah. get fired. So uh, this is the debate,
1: right? Like everyone, everyone is uh, super excited about these directors coming onto the project. Right. And I get it. Like mm-hmm. I understand the appeal of wanting to see, uh, you know, um, Ryan Johnson's take on Star Wars sure. or J.J. Abrams' take on Star Wars. But, this is Star Wars. On the other hand, this yes. is like arguably the most iconic fictional franchise ever, outside of like Superman, maybe or yeah, something.
0: Up your butt, Harry Potter. What yeah, that.
1: And so, is it wrong for them to say, "Look, what you're doing is great," but that's not what we want Star Wars to be?
0: No, is I don't. It, think is it wrong. wrong for the studio to chart the course? I don't think it's wrong if the. Mm. It's difficult because, like, when it comes down to comics, we always talk about let the creators create, let the creators create. And arguably they're working on, you know, things that are, have just as much mythology, if not more. Sure. But here, for some reason, I think it's totally fine for the studio to step in and say, no, this is not what we're looking for. It would, we want to do this.
1: It would be different if they were churning out movies that were just, like, boring garbage. Right. And so far, they haven't been.
0: And I would also argue there are rules to Star Wars movies. There's hardcore formulaic rules. And the formula still works. And there's no reason to shake that formula up. So, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't sound like he's leaving on bad terms. Maybe he is super pissed. But he did leave.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it is. it does kind of give you pause when you think, oh, this right. is the third batch of people. Yeah. Because you had... Um, uh, uh Josh Trank the guy from Chronicle was right. going to make one of the standalone movies. Thank god
0: I don't want to see that. Well, and he's like famously nuts too. <laughs> I think he's really hard to work with.
1: Um and then No offense
0: if you're watching Josh, but you know Phil
1: Lord and Chris Miller from the Lego movie, that's when people started to go, "Hey, hold on."
0: Yeah. Because everyone agrees that those guys are great. Right. And I still think Ron Howard is a strange choice and I need to see what they do what Ron Howard does with the film. I, that's what I need to see before I can decide. Like, well, this is absolutely going to be okay. I'm still not worried, but it is. It gives me pause. I'll say that. Right. It uh, gives me pause. I, this is this is
1: one case where I will say, you know what? I have to kind of give the company the benefit of the doubt because sure. they are the curators of this legacy. It's right. not. These are things that are going to outlast all of us. Right. And
0: arguably more important than all of us.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I would
0: argue the Star Wars universe more important than our own. In fact, if we could just replace our own with it. Look,
1: it's certainly <laughs> touched more lives than we have. Yes, it's true. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm speaking like the royal we collectively. Oh, you mean the humanity?
1: the yes. oh, yeah, like, <laughs> to Load these Star Wars movies on a thumb drive and fire it into space. Yeah. You know, it's it's important. It is important stuff.
0: All right. Let's get to the head-scratching story of the week.
1: All right, so this weekend, or this week, rather, this week marked the 25th anniversary of the premiere of Paul Dini and Bruce Timm's Batman the Animated Series. 25 years. It
0: makes you feel really old.
1: It really does. Uh, And, of course, the internet has been full of wonderful remembrances from the comics industry and fun glimpses into the history of the show, like this story, Uh, Mark Hamill is, of course, well known for his portrayal as the Joker in the show and in the movies that followed. But now actor Tim Curry from Legend and It, and uh, he was on Monk a Bunch, you know Tim Curry,
0: Clue. Love Tim Curry.
1: Has confirmed longtime rumors that he was the original choice to play the Joker and he actually recorded episode, uh, recorded lines before he got sick and was let go. In an interview with Screen Geek, Curry said, quote, I did play the Joker for a while, but I had bronchitis and they fired me and hired Mark Hamill. That's, that's life. Hey,
0: there you he go, couldn't, baby. He
1: literally couldn't do it. Sorry. Uh, of course, Curry did go on to do several voices in the DC Animated Universe. He played G- Glorious Godfrey on Young Justice, which was great. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, that was Tim Curry. Yep. Okay. But can you imagine how different, how different our lives, our nerdy lives literally would be if Tim Curry had been the Joker? Okay,
0: here's the thing not that different. We would be sitting I think so. We would be sitting here saying whenever I hear the Joker talk, it's Tim Curry's voice. You know, like instead of oh, Mark Hamill's voice is my Joker. That's the only difference. They're both wildly talented. Mark Hamill put his spin on it. Tim Curry's Joker would have been awesome. <laughs> like it, it's just there is an alternate reality where you and I are gushing about this and laughing at a story about Luke Skywalker getting fired because he had bronchitis, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. There's I don't I, think there's any difference here.
1: So much of the the nerd culture and conversation over the last 25 years has been built around like Mark Hamill being this figure. Like, sure. yes, he's Luke Skywalker. But for, I would say like, it might be like a 60-40 split of people that are like, that know him better as the Joker than, than know him as Luke Skywalker.
0: No way. Especially younger. <laughs> yeah. Especially younger people. I'm going to say a 99-1. No. <laughs> yes, everybody knows no, who Luke Skywalker no, no. is. Yes. Uh,
1: but it's just, I can't imagine. Tim Curry's Joker would have been terrifying.
0: It would have been awesome. Terrifying. It would have been totally awesome. Mark Hamill's was scary too, but Tim Curry's would have been amazing. Folks, that's the big news for this week. If you want to discuss these stories or anything else we missed, you can call us shortly. Not quite yet. Joe Patrick, before we move on to the second half of the show, I have got amazing news. Just tell him, because I can't even believe it. Some jackass decided to sponsor this oh, show. that fool. He just happens to be our good friend, Charlie Tron 3000. He has got a mixed martial arts themed card game called Uncaged. It's available at uncaged Cards. It is similar to a Street Fighter or a Mortal Kombat type video game, but you use cards instead of buttons. Yeah, it's to beat the hell out of your opponent. It's super awesome. It starts off
1: with an international set of fighters and different martial arts to choose from. You pick your fighter. You can go with a kickboxer throwing crazy feet. You can also throw your opponent to the ground and choke them out because you guys are perverts and you're into that kind of thing. (laughs) And
0: then you pick your attack cards and your defense cards and you go at it, man. You have little exchanges with each other. Instead of mashing buttons with those jackasses that just wiggle the joystick and smash stuff and kill you, you actually have to think about this, you know? (laughs) Strategy is the key. Like every card game, it's got deep mechanics, but it's easily accessible to a casual fan. And it's got all kinds of easy-to-learn-yet-difficult-to-master strategies for ages 12 and up. Look, don't that talk means, to me about strategy. That means I, even dummies like us could play this Don't
1: game. talk to me about strategy. I just want to get into, like,
0: counter and kicking fools. Card-mashing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna be like, bam! Blue-Eyes White Dragon, bam! Uncaged, the new game from Z Mind Games, available at uncaged-cards.com. It's time for the cover-to-cover cover segment where you nerds seize the controls of this podcast. It's as easy as calling 402-819-4894 every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1230 Central Standard Time. But before we get into it, Joey, can you please reset the question of the week that we are discussing today?
1: I can. This week's question comes from forum user Lee Junior73. That's how you have to read it. <laughs> Lee Jr. Yeah. Lee asks, what video game? Comic, toy, etc., did a friend or relative have that you desperately wanted? So what toy did somebody else have that you coveted? So much so that you had to just had to be friends with them just so that you could play with it even if you hated them. Ugh.
0: I had a couple of those kids. Yeah. They're both dead now.
1: Uh, Lee's examples. Lee probably gives the greatest example, the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier, the USS flag. All right. So there's your news and your question. Matt! Open the phone
2: lines!
0: Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who it is?
2: Hi, it's
3: Heather. Hi, Heather. Heather. How are you doing? I'm good.
0: All right. I called
3: a couple weeks ago. Yes. And then, like, two, a week or two later, you said you only had one female listener.
0: Yes. Sadly, that's probably not exactly we true. We didn't hear back from you, so we just thought you left. You know, no, <laughs>
1: like, I
3: didn't she I'm dumped
0: tired. us. Damn
1: it! <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be you'll be happy to know that we have at least th- three or four at this
0: point. So Heather, reset the story for us.
1: Um, my <sighs> what
0: question is, noise? can I get
4: a? Touch my baby. She's in the background. Okay. Screaming.
0: <laughs> she's having a good time. <laughs> God, she's having a good time.
1: <laughs> it's a high pitched squeal. <laughs> um, I need a nickname. Nickname second call.
0: This is your second call. You need a nickname. Mm. Well, she's a mom. She's got a screaming baby that squeaks like a weirdo. I mean, we gotta, I think we got to go with something like that. Well, first of all, while we kick that around, let's reset what happened when you called. You asked for some suggestions. Yes. Did you read and any of the things we gave you?
5: I started Saga.
0: Okay. And do you love it? And I love it. Okay. It's great. It's made for you. You're a mom. It's made for you.
1: Yes, All right. I'm, I'm feeling it, I'm enjoying it
6: So thank you for that suggestion
0: Not a problem <laughs>
6: um,
1: uh, You also, yeah. I believe at the time we spoke You found Why the Last Man, Volume 1 On yes. your husband's bookshelf Yes, I did Did you get around I to reading it, that one? I didn't even, I didn't have time to start reading it Okay But I decided Saga would be a good place to start Yeah it's the same Absolutely. author, uh, same writer, so yep. I think it's safe to say that you'll dig it when you get to it. You will love it. Uh, Brian mm-hmm. K. Vaughn, he's a very talented human being, uh, much more talented than both Matt and I combined, quite well, frankly. Well, I don't know about that,
0: but yeah, I mean, come on. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, I have a nickname for you. It's a little long, but I think it okay. works. Are you a Game of Thrones fan?
2: Okay. Yes.
0: Okay. You are the mother of howler monkeys.
2: Oh, Heather, the
0: mother of howler monkeys.
2: She's not a howler monkey. Sounds like a, a, howler a good, monkey
0: in the background. That's not a good nickname.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good nickname. You can do better. You can do better than that. I like that one. I like I like incorporating the the, the mom part of it though.
0: I know because there's a screaming baby. I mean, I want a squeaking baby every time you call. So it just sounds oh, like okay. you live in. I can arrange that. You live in baby just... chaos. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: The mother of howler monkeys. That's terrible. I
0: like that one. It's terrible.
1: She's offended.
0: Mother
4: of
5: chaos sounded good.
4: Mother of mother chaos. Of chaos. That's great.
0: That's not bad. All right. We can go with that. That's pretty we'll much life. Yeah. That's great. M- MOC, Mother of Chaos. We'll get that embroidered on your jacket. Yes. <laughs> All right. It'll be awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks for checking thanks in. Thanks for Heather. calling back. Yep. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye.
2: Two Yay, female awesome. listeners. Awesome.
1: Two female listeners. No, we've got Allison York. Long-time lurker, one-time caller.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We've got
1: Amy from North Dakota.
0: She was the one I was counting.
1: Uh, We've got uh, Heather.
0: And we've got QE2. Well, I don't know if Queenie actually listens. She does. Or she just butts in every once in a while. No way, man. She, like, (laughs) watches
1: the live feed. Lord
0: Lord Fungus will
1: will nowhere to be found, and she's, like, watching the live feed. Fair enough. All right.
0: We have four female listeners. One of them is the Queen of England. I mean, really. (laughs) That's pretty dope. (laughs) Let's get to our first Google voicemail. I believe it is from James Randall, it looks like. It looks like we're going all the way to Australia for our first one.
2: Man, we're international.
0: Jimmy says, P.S. You didn't play my MP3 last show. And I think it's a good thing. No. I called the Queen of England out for being a subterranean lizard person <laughs> who wears human skin and can shapeshift. I don't want to bring that kind of trouble to the ziggurat. I just brought it, Jim.
1: <laughs> now, here's my Guy question not- Here's my
0: question for Jimmy. All right, all right. I'm backing up.
1: Last week, we played the MP3s. Yeah.
0: It was the week before that, I think. It was
1: was two about. weeks ago, we, we forgot.
0: Yeah, I think that's what he's talking about.
1: But I'm saying, did he, call, did he send one in last week and we just missed it?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Jimmy, if that's true, I apologize. If I you sent one so. in for last week, I'll apologize.
0: I don't think so.
6: G'day nerds, Jimmy Randall here sending you my MP3 for uh, the cover to cover question of the week. Now to answer this one, I'm going to invite you to all step into the Wayback Machine and we're going all the way back to the far-flung year of 1994. A lot happened to little Jimmy in 1994. Um... Saw the X-Men cartoon for the first time. It was also on that very day that I discovered pubic hair growing on my body. I don't think it was a coincidence. I uh, bought my first packet of Fleer Ultra X-Men trading cards. I don't know why we clapped. And I also started school in a new clapping. school up in Darwin. Top end, you know, Kakadu, real hardcore crocodile Dundee country. Top end With me, I had the full run of Venom Lethal Protector. Took that to school to show off to, you know, make new friends. Promptly got stolen. The book was terrible. Shit. Uh, but what can you do? So anyway, um, stolen. ended up making a friend called Jeremy, who just so happened, funnily enough, to have the entire run of Venom Lethal Protector. Now, stolen from me. I you. wanted that so bad. I mean, it was stolen from me. My friend had it. I wanted it. But you know, hey, Jimmy, it's mine, not yours. Get fucked. You can't have it. Okay then. So <laughs> fast forward a couple of years. The family that I'm with, we're you know we're leaving, leaving Darwin, and we're on a plane. And uh, my school buddies had given me a package with the instructions, do not open until you're on the plane. So, you know, that's pretty cool. I opened it up, there's a lot of farewell letters. And then, wouldn't you know it, Venom Lethal Protector. Complete run with a little (laughs) note saying, I'm sorry, Jimmy, I stole this from you. So um, you'd like to think that that was the start of a beautiful friendship and, you know, I forgave him and we kept in touch over all the years, but fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. So that's my answer. Venom, lethal protector, and fuck you, Jeremy, you <laughs> fucking thief.
2: <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
0: They're hard down there in Australia, man. Oh, man. You steal from a kid? Man, I thought this story was going to go someplace dark. Like, I brained him. I then, would like...
1: really love to title the episode, Fuck You, Jeremy, but I can't, <laughs> I can't do, do that. F you, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, we'll try that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I remember exactly where I was okay. when I first laid eyes on Venom Lethal Protector number one. Okay. My cousin Scott
0: lived. I sat down on the toilet.
1: No, <laughs> my cousin Scott lived in Bellevue, uh, right down the ho- uh, right down the hill from Ground Zero Two. I guess, yeah, I guess that would be the no. That might have been the first location. The Bellevue one.
0: Oh, this was David Micheline. I remember this.
1: Yeah, okay. and Mark Bagley.
0: Okay. So for those
1: of you that aren't Omaha local, Bellevue is a neighboring town. Uh, some people call it a suburb, but it's not. It's its own thing.
0: Um, you don't need to go there.
1: I'm just saying. <laughs> the first city in Nebraska, Bellevue. There you have it. How about that? And uh, there was a comic shop there called Ground Zero. Okay. One of the oldest comic shops in in the Omaha area. Still around. Still around today. Uh, and my cousin lived right down the hill in the neighborhood behind ground zero. And we would wander up from his house and we didn't have any money. So we would just like, look ar- look around, grab whatever free crap we could get and, sure. and leave. And I saw on the wall, uh, like it may have been the first time I was ever in there. Okay. Venom lethal protector. Number one, shiny and red. I was like, "What
0: is that?" Oh, yeah, they had like a red foil, foil, color. Yeah. yeah. This was we were knee deep in foil, yes, foil we were. covers back in the nineties,
1: and I was just entranced by it. I was like, "I need that! I need it so bad!" Yeah, this was like Venom was at- This was
0: like the height of Venom's power.
1: Right? It's like, oh, let's give him his own book and make him a good guy. Yeah. Like this was Venom at peak popularity. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I it was years before I actually got my hands on that piece of shit. <laughs> it's not great.
0: No, it's not great. But, it's bad you know,
1: story. It's got, it's got good Mark Bagley art. It's like
0: Bagley in his prime, man. I don't have a problem with the art. I don't even have a problem. And I said David Michelin. I think his name is like Michelini or something like that. I
1: think that's something, how you right? say
0: it. Yeah. Or Michelini. I don't know. I don't have a problem with him either. I feel like they probably just say like, okay, guys, kids want Venom. Give them Venom. You know? Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> uh, me too, Eric. It sucks.
0: We got a call coming in here. I know this guy. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who dis? Hey, it's Jason Sachs. Sexier, How are you, my man? You're calling us. How's it going, guys? Yeah, for a change, I'm home
5: on, on Saturday morning.
0: Oh, see, I figured every Saturday morning you were just hung over, laying in bed. No, he goes on nature hikes. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's healthy now. God.
1: <laughs> he lives it's in the Pacific Northwest. Healthy, He's got to like, take advantage of it.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, that's right. We got like uh, basically two more weeks of good weather and then the rain comes and it all sucks. See, that's what you jerks say. OK, every time I've been up there, it's been absolutely beautiful. And it was like, oh, no, the rain, the rain, the rain, the rain, the rain. I'm like, where is this rain Look, you're you only, speak of? You're only a visitor. They man. are lying to keep us out of there. You're That's only what a they're visitor, doing. man. They don't want their rent to go up any higher. So like, just tell everybody it sucks here. You know, <laughs> oh,
5: my God, the rent is
0: insane. Yeah, these see, days. maybe it's just you specifically. <laughs> what do you just... want to rap about sexier? <laughs> so I have a different sort of question for you guys. OK.
5: Tomorrow's the start of NFL season. Correct. What's your prediction?
0: I feel like Green Bay is gonna have a gear this year. I feel like I feel really good about Green Bay. And I'm not just saying because I'm a big Green Bay fan, but I feel really good. And I also feel really good because I only took one Green Bay player in my fantasy football. <laughs> Ty Montgomery. Because I have to separate myself. Watching fantasy football and watching football are two different things because you root for bizarre shit, you know? And I right. I can't root against my Packers, so I try to stay away from them, even if Aaron Rodgers falls into my lap, I'm like, nope, forget it, I'll take Scott Tolzien, or some shit, you know, so I feel good about my Packers season, I, th- I think it's gonna be weird, I think Tennessee's gonna be really good this year, for some reason, uh, I think the Seahawks are gonna be dangerous, but I don't know about great, I don't try, what do you- you're a Seahawks fan, right? Yeah,
5: yeah. So I was going to ask on Green Bay, what do you think of the defense? They've added to the, but it's not,
0: like, great still. I need to see what happens. Yeah, our backfield is terrible. It's just terrible. The front line is fine. Backfield is awful. They love to allow passing yards. So, I don't know. They, they made some good moves in the offseason, but until I see it in action, and I'm nervous, I'm honestly nervous. I'm that big of a Green Bay nerd. So until I see it in action, I don't know what to think. I think Seattle's defense well, is we'll going to be tomorrow, amazing. tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see tomorrow. That's and, th- I can't wait for tomorrow's game. It's like the Super Bowl in week 1 in a way. Pretty much. And it's championship anyway in
5: week 1.
2: Yeah, Seattle Green Bay. There's
5: so much hype here about how great the defense is. Um and and just how uh you know people are already Practically buying Super Bowl tickets and like just hold off a little bit, you yeah, know. Yeah, they
0: were doing that in Boston just the other day too. How did that turn out? I'm just, I'm just curious. You know, I, just, I don't remember exactly. I think the Chiefs kicked the shit out of them. Is that right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's going to be wild. I, I, I don't hate the Seahawks. I hope your team does well. I do hope we stomp you guys on TV, but it's nothing personal, you know.
5: <laughs> I mean. Oh, I'll take it personal. Believe me, if we, if they
0: stomp us. <laughs> I'm not even sending an MP3 next week. Fair enough. I understand. (laughs) This is how it Uh, goes.
1: I think the bug eaters are going to win it all.
0: Oh, is that right? Yeah. Big bug eaters guy. Okay. Thanks for weighing in on that, Joe. For those of you who don't know, the bug eaters, especially you, Jason, the bug eaters was the original name of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. We were the bug eaters. Which is not an NFL team. (laughs) Which is also not an NFL I do know that much. (laughs) (laughs) Jay, thank you for your call. I love it when we get derailed and I get to talk football for a minute. See you guys later. All right, bye. Bye, buddy. We got a voicemail today at 8 in the morning. Yep, we sure did. was too damn early.
1: You know who it is.
0: Oh, I know exactly who it is. <laughs> this friggin' guy. Jesus.
5: Hey, guys. This is Marcus calling from The Moon. I was wondering what you guys' was, uh, favorite soundtrack from a video game. Uh, fictional and non-fictional man crush. And what was it like growing up with the dad? I wasn't really sure. How to feel about
0: that. Nobody cares about your stupid childhood or your lack of a dad, Marcus. Shut up. God. Marcus wants to know our favorite soundtrack from a video game. Mega Man. Mega Man's really good. I love the Mega Man video Mega game Mega Man's soundtrack. really good. Uh, that's a great answer. My favorite song, like just straight up song, was from Kid Icarus. I loved that song. Really? It was so great. Yeah, it was just like this super happy song. And it had this little skip beat to it. Oh, it was fantastic. I have no opinion on Kid Icarus. i would never played it. Fair enough. Favorite soundtrack, Final Fantasy VII. Without a doubt. Hands down. Mm. Amazing. Beautiful. Sprawling. Amazing.
1: Uh, Marcus, I love my dad. Sorry you don't have
0: one. I got rid of mine. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who dis? Brian Domingos. What's going on, guys? Brian Domingos. Hello. The king of the THN forums. He rules over them benevolently, but if you mess with him, off with your head. You got that? Brian, what do you want to wrap up? Happened
5: yet? But <laughs> well, you know, I don't know um, if you guys saw the news this week about uh, Tom King and his editor. No, Batman. I did.
1: I saw that yesterday. Uh,
5: the Batman issue where he proposes to um, Catwoman. Right. Tom King fought his editor um, because he wanted David Finch to draw it. Okay. And the and the editor quit the book over it. Are you, whoa. Well, yeah, yeah, it was weird. I read
1: this, I read the story on, on Bleeding Cool. He's listed as the co-editor for like the last six issues. Yeah. Because they brought in uh, Jamie Rich to edit when he was like, nope, I don't want to do that. I'm out.
5: Yeah. So it's just it's one of those things, like he was that, um and I can't, it's, I can't think of what his name is, Mark. um Mark Doyle. But he what. Mark Doyle, yeah. He was such like, an important part of the Bat Books for the last like two years. Um, and then, I, I don't know, it makes me wonder about Tom King
0: a little bit. It makes me wonder it's, a couple things. First of all, it's, back not too long ago, Joe and I full-time railed against DC Editorial for making creators do things. And now we get a story about a creator like forcing an editor out. Well, I so, mean, he didn't force the guy to quit. But well, I mean no, I mean but, I guess the guy quit over it. Yeah.
1: So Tom King was very frank in in this uh this interview that they quoted where he's like, you know, if this had been 4 years ago, I would have had no choice.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Has there but been a now,
1: sea you change know, like now that I'm Well, yeah, cuz now he's Tom King, I suppose. writer of The Vision and writer of Batman, um he has the the weight
0: to throw around, right? To pick a crappy artist.
1: And he said, like, the reason he wanted—well, the re- <laughs> well, yeah. But the reason he wanted David Finch to draw it is because he knew it was going to make news. Right. And he knew that David Finch sold books.
0: Like, whether you like him or you don't, David Finch sells books. Yeah. I almost said that's kind of gross, but, I mean, at the same time, this is a business.
1: Well, because he knew that, like, the image of Batman down on one knee would be everywhere. It yeah. would be in the friggin' New York Times. It would yeah. be on TV. And he's like, it had to be somebody, it had to be a huge name, and they wanted, Mark Doyle wanted somebody, I'm sure very talented, but not, right. I don't even think
5: they named who they wanted the artist to be.
0: They wanted a big heavyweight yeah, artist said, name.
5: They said it was someone who hadn't drawn the book before, or it was like new, but I'm wondering if it was like Joel Jones, or, you know, someone... Cause they've got all these new artists coming in and they're, they're kind of doing different things. And right, I mean, I don't think they, I don't think they put a scrub on it, you know? But, right.
1: Right. Um, right. I find it hard to believe that it would just be some random Batman,
0: like, like somebody a, that's yeah. somebody
1: fresh out of the new talent right. program or whatever. But yeah. um So I kind of see where Tom King was coming from, but I do agree that it's like he put his foot down and a guy, and the guy quit. Like, I don't think he quit DC. He's just like,
5: all right, I don't want to edit these books. Cause it's right. not what I think. Yeah. He's, I mean, he, he's, he's taken over like vertigo and young, young animal and all that stuff. Like he's, he's still a, a, you know, a big wig at DC, but just the idea of the guy who kind of, you know, he did Batman eternal and he did, you know, Batgirl and all that stuff that kind of, reinvigorated DC kind of DC for like, you know, kind of got them to the DCU yeah, thing right. that allowed them to do a rebirth. Like, like, you know, otherwise it'd still be new 52, maybe, you know, I right. mean, it's, he it was kind of a, you know, important to the whole thing. And to see this is like, I don't know. What and do I, you think? think? Do you Tom think King's it's a big ba- move? I don't think Tom King's Batman's that good. I think it's, I don't I think it's I'm, good.
1: I don't, it's fine. I mean, yeah, there, That's not the question, though. The question is, like...
0: No, no, no. Do you think Tom this is a dick move on Tom King's part? Is it? I think that... I think he's the creator, and he should be able to pick who he wants to draw stuff. That's not how it usually works in the comics industry, unless you're doing
1: creator-owned stuff. Right. Or you pitch a project, and you say, hey, we came up with this idea. Yeah. But, like, DC editorial, like, the editors are the ones that are, like, assigning these books. Right. And I, I guess, don't know, I'm a little torn
0: about it. Yeah, I get it. Because I, I
1: think it's I think it's sort of I think it's sort of dumb that the guy quit the book. Like you can't just like tough it out for one issue. Yeah, it does sound like kind of a, like you
0: threw a fit or something, but
1: Maybe it's more yeah, maybe mean, it's more the idea that like now he doesn't he's not interested in editing a book where his voice is not as important it's as the writer's. Like I am
0: the editor, this is how we do things and we're right. not doing it the right way. And yeah, that's I, fine too. Well I mean but but he, you know, I mean, he edited Scott Snyder for, you know, I don't know if
5: the whole run, but most yeah, of the run. Yeah, right, a yeah. long time. Uh, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Like, I, I agree. It's sort of like, I don't know, kind of 60-40, like kind of a dick move, yeah. kind of wimpy on Doyle's part of like, yes. what's the big deal? But That's exactly where I'm at. Just, but he might have said, you know what? I've got bigger things to worry about. I've got these new responsibilities. I'm responsible for the entire Vertigo ship. Right. Um, which is, you know, underwater. So he might have said, you know what? I'm good. Like, that, that's cool. I'm done with this. I have a feeling um, it's more
0: along those lines, probably. Yeah. But there is this part of me that sees this as like kind of a refreshing sea change for DC. Like, oh, you're listening to your creators. That's. But the editors have that, that job for a reason. I agree. I agree. Not yeah. every instinct a creator has is the right one. That's why you have an editor. Okay. Let's get to let, let's fuck this real world shit. What do we think about Batman proposing to Catwoman? <laughs>
2: um, I, I hate love it. it.
0: I hate it. I think it's dumb.
1: I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, so I I, no, I find it irrelevant. It's a
0: stunt yeah. and it's dumb and they're probably going to kill her or something.
5: No, I doubt that.
0: Why? She's never right now. What?
5: There's going to be a betrayal, something. you know? Something's yeah. going to happen that that'll that it doesn't allow it to happen.
2: Yes, You know, exactly.
5: like I I think, you know, like it's because it's it's one of those things that's sort of like the it's worked out for for you know clark and lois where like the the marriage works right but and a lot like i don't know that that's that's not a di- it, that's not a dynamic that works for the character and i, yeah, and I feel that, like a lot that's of,
0: what i'm saying i think it's fundamentally falls outside of batman i think character. it's
5: i
1: think it, i think um you know the idea that batman and catwoman are meant to be together uh comes from a different batman it's from like an, an Earth Two style Batman as a happier person, but
0: I also don't have a problem with it if, when like a star-crossed lovers type thing, like their love can never be because of his sure, well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like the Batman and, we know, have,
1: like- the Batman we have now, like he's too single-minded. Yeah, he's not, and she's a criminal.
5: Well, I don't think that's matters I mean, to him as much. I, I, I kind of. I mean, I don't mind the. I, I don't love it, but I don't mind like the random rooftop bang thing. You know, yeah. like it's just a. <laughs> yeah. And they left they their masks drunk.
1: on because it was because, kinkier. Yeah.
5: I mean, but there's, there's parts of, there are things about it where, like, um, and this is something my, my wife used to say about Talia Al Ghul is that the funniest thing about Talia is that that's the only woman Bruce has ever gotten over. Yeah. Because, you know, like every other one, he's kind of like, oh, silver. Oh, we- oh, Vesper. Oh, and he's like, eh, all right, Talia. Uh, eh, we'll fight, and then it's not that big of a deal. Like, In his defense, Talia's he- a
0: pretty big bitch, okay? <laughs> yeah, but she is an assassin. I mean, she's, she, they're all, yeah, but she's pretty
5: hot. So I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things of like,
0: Brian, there's more to it than looks. It, okay. Sometimes I, a bitch is just a bitch, okay? <laughs>
5: um, her, her, her dad could murder all of us. So, you know, you kind of have sometimes got so the way up the opposite. That's true. And they have a kid together. They you know, for the, the sake of the kid, they should, they should work it out. But I think, I don't know the the whole marriage thing. I I don't. You know, what are we going to see? Like their honeymoon, and then we're going to see them right. Like, like there's even there's like right now he's telling the story in the in the current arc of her, and sometimes they're in bed like talking. I'm like Batman doesn't sleep in a bed. Yeah. You know, like he, he doesn't, or he does, but it's like, it's it's basically like cinder blocks. Like he's not a comfy. Or he hangs upside down from his
0: yoga bar or something and meditates. Yeah. Like Michael Keaton. Yeah. (laughs) You know?
5: (laughs) And I mean, I, and I don't mind the times where we've seen like, you know, Alfred come and like open the curtains and he's in this giant bed. Like, but that's a little, it's not, that's more like you haven't slept for a week and a half. Right. You need your body will not work if you don't get a little bit of comfort, but like him like hanging out with Catwoman being like, so here's what happened with Joker and, and Riddler. Like, how? Let me tell you about my day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. And it's like, oh, by the way, I also lead two teams and I'm on three. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's like, it's that thing. Of like he doesn't have, he literally
0: doesn't have time to like for pillow talk. No, abs- you know, like I absolutely too- agree. And yeah, it so humanizes Batman too much. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Superman does that. I expect to see Superman laying in bed and, and talking with Lois. I, and Superman's <laughs> yeah. just as busy, you know, whatever. But Superman mm-hmm. is a much more human character. Batman is a psychopath. He is a full-on psychopath. Yeah. Not in a murderous way, but in a driven by his mission and does not allow human emotions to He's mess with him. He's definitely got issues. Yeah. yeah. It, he doesn't well, lay I'm- around and cuddle and have pillow talk. I agree. And he doesn't well, ask people yeah. to marry him. It's dumb.
5: No. Well, in the um, they in the uh, Bruce Wayne murderer thing, like i you know, a, over a decade ago, he's like he gives he gives up on Bruce, you know, he's like fuck it, Bruce is holding me yeah, back, right. Batman full time, like, yeah, and then he has he has that nice issue where he meets like the cop that tried to serve, you know, solve his parents' murder and all that stuff, and then he kind of like. He's like, all right. He realizes like he does need that, and he just calls Oracle and is like, hey, I need some help. And she's like, uh, excuse me? And he's like, yeah, cool. Everything's good, right? Now <laughs> I need some help. And she's like, she's like, yeah, okay, all right. So it's like he he would not ever say, I'm so sorry I did that. I think he does it later in the book. But you know, it's one of those – He like, did apologize later Yeah, in he's the book. not – he's got work to do. He's got shit to do, and he's – Yeah. You know, you always be Batman. That's and he's single-minded he like, in purpose. We're going to –
1: here's yeah we're
2: we're gonna
1: yeah here's where here's my personal opinion on that uh i understand that that's the take on batman that we have that he's like the mission first personal connections a distant like eight Right. right um but i'm not super fond of that characterization of batman like I like Batman to be a l- at least a little bit human. I like him to care
0: about things. See, I, I'm not and, saying that I like him and, as a monster. Like, I
1: mean, that might come from me being like I'm a very old man. I I grew up reading, right? You know, the Jim Aparo, Alan Davis Batman in the '80s, and then Earth Two Batman, where he was like a he was a much kinder friendlier kind of he's still batman like he can still be batman he I can still be a crap. he can still strike fear into the hearts of criminals
0: i see I, while I,
1: still like valuing the relationships that he's crafted with these people that he's
0: inscripted well i would argue are <laughs> conscripted that the crazy batman that i love the dark brooding insane genius batman when he does have little moments of humanity little tiny ones it makes them even more important
1: like, but I'm saying he can yeah. have he can have humanity and and still be a brooding dark person. Sure, you know there's a line where yeah, it's like you can be brooding and dark and still kind of like almost start to date Wonder Woman. No way in the JLA.
0: No way, <laughs> right? I don't need him dating Wonder Woman either. It's dumb. But right? I mean, you can so have how injustice that. Justice starts. Okay, uh,
1: many did, people did,
0: really like Injustice. Superman caught Batman kissing Wonder Woman, and he started a war. <laughs> Fuck off. That wasn't
1: what happened. I thought yeah. it was like the Joker killed Lois or something. Yeah, there
0: was that too. Yeah. Anyways.
1: <laughs> no, we got to um, move on, Ryan. Thanks for your call. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no. All right, it. guys. You, have a good week.
7: You too, buddy. Bye bye.
0: Let's get to the Lord Fungus. Stately Lord Fungus from across the pond.
7: We love this guy. Live this week from the Northern Tower of Mushroom Whoa, Manor, this is Stately incredible. Lord Fungus, author of the international best selling self help guide. If it quacks like a duck, looks like a duck, and makes love like a duck, then you are one sick bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Answer of the week first. And uh, can I say what an awesome question this is? If only to bring back some long suppressed memories of pre teenage envy and deep rooted hatred for my school chums. The toy I always wanted, petitioned for, and practically sold myself into child labour to a chimney sweep was the At At. Star Wars toys were not that easy to get a hold of in the UK during the late 1970s, that so they weren't easy to get a hold of anywhere. And although I was always the first at school to see the movies, I was punished by cruel parents who thought that a sensible coat or some fruit was adequate for the young Star Wars fan. That's character. awful! But one boy did have the toys. He had the cool, progressive parents that caved into whatever he demanded, and while I was making do with a single stormtrooper, this fucktard was lording it over the school with his snowspeeder or his slave one. And then came Christmas 1981. I remember very little about that day, other than the coldness I felt in my heart when my father handed me a box that did not contain an at-at. It was a deep, penetrating cold in my blackened heart that only 41 inches of plastic could soothe. <laughs> I think think we've all been there, am I right, in our lonelier moments? that was wonderful. He got a box that didn't contain a coat and some socks. He got a box with an at-at in it, and for the first time when I saw it at his house, I was dumbstruck by the sheer majesty of this gargantuan ode to the greatest scene in any film I'd seen in my life at this point. I was nine years old in 1981, and I was destitute. We play with this He's thing, older than recreating half-in-the-backyard snow until I had to be forcibly dragged home by my frankly substandard mother, a woman who I've come to know <laughs> only by the words fundamental and disappointment. As <laughs> for sure. Fast forward to 1998, and after picking up a bonus at work, I raced to the local store with a dream of finally owning an at for myself, but there were nowhere to be found at the local Toys R Us, so I settled for the Millennium Falcon, which I still have to this day. Did my parents fail me? Yes. Frankly, yes, they did. And I've never forgiven them for it. And I won't even after they die. So, on to this week's word of the week. And the word of this week is plonker. plonker. Say with me, nerds.
0: Plonker.
7: Plonker. What is a plonker? I don't know. It's been a In context, look at that right old plonker. Anyway, yeah. I'll leave, uh, leave you to argue about who uses that. Until next week, nerds, this is Stately Lord Fungus saying... I kissed a bomb, and I liked it. Whoa. He kissed a what?
0: I kissed a bomb. A bomb? A barm? Bomb. A bomb. My name is Matt Bomb. I think he's talking about me. I kissed a bomb. Stay with us here. Good God. I'm a right old (laughs) plonker. You you are acting like a right old plonker. God. Sorry, I just, for some reason, I don't... plonk yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just start using them all wrong. Hey. Get plonked, asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, oh shit! I was gonna say something about Lord Fungus, but I guess I'll wait. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Thank you for calling, THN Cover to Cover caller. Who this?
1: Hey, it's
4: Clay the nickname.
0: Hey, what's up, nickname? Clay, the nickname's Staley. <laughs> How are we doing? This is your second caller from the Pacific Northwest?
4: That we oh, know. Yeah. Of. Well, I guess I I am from here
0: now. <laughs> you are from there now. Omaha got rid of you. I'm yeah, sorry, no, man. You know.
4: <laughs> no, no, I'm dr- <laughs> So I'm up so early because I'm actually driving down to the uh, Nebraska versus Oregon game.
0: Oh boy, you're gonna go watch that debacle, huh?
4: Yeah, yeah, it might be rough. I'm afraid they're gonna
0: depants on- us on national TV. It could be really, really ugly. <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah.
4: It's uh I'm I don't have high hopes. I'm I'm one of those realistic Husker fans. Fair but, enough. Uh, you know, I got tickets for a birthday present, so that's awesome. I guess I gotta enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Hey, game's a game, man. Uh
4: yeah, yeah. I mean, this is better than I hoped in a perfect world. I was expecting to call and talk to you about Husker football and Joe about the adventure zone, but I figured that would bore everybody. So
0: <laughs> Oh. Hey, I would love to talk about the adventure zone. <laughs> what is the adventure zone? <laughs>
1: the adventure zone is a uh it's a real play. Dungeons and Dragons podcast, okay, uh, hosted by a family of podcasters.
0: Is that so, what we call it? A real play? Now,
1: I thought actual play. Maybe, but be the term know. that is used where it's just like butt a play recording no. of people playing.
0: I think it's butt what play. What is
4: the alternative? What is the alternative to a real play Dungeons and Dragons podcast? Do they
0: just make up a story and go guess, through it? I guess I so. the, the alternative is butt play.
1: This <laughs> yeah. is this is actually made up, not pretend made
0: up. Oh, okay. I get it.
1: Yeah. Uh and <laughs> so they just ended they just ended their first campaign after like 3 years of playing. Oh my god. Uh well, it's like one episode every 2 weeks. Oh wow. for like a couple of hours and they they get together and and the the youngest brother Griffin is the DM and he has crafted this amazing story about these three guys, these three adventurers Reclaiming ancient relics of power to fight off this um, this this approaching uh, darkness. Okay, like the nothing. Yeah, never ending story. Well,
4: so the the funny the funniest thing about it for me, or the the coolest thing about it, is that it starts off literally it started off as them taking a break from their other podcast and just dicking around. Right. And, uh, so at first it is just like a regular D and D just like three funny guys, you know, making jokes and right. playing D and D. And then it just slowly, slowly over the like years morphs into this very, very profound and emotionally moving story. Oh my God. That is It's uh, wonderful. That, yeah, it's really hard to even explain how it happens, but it becomes like every, uh, there's like multiple revelations throughout it that make you zoom out and like there's a new meta narrative over the whole thing and just makes it the, the one of the most rewarding story experiences I think I've ever
0: experienced. Jesus uh, Christ, really? really? Yeah, no joke. Like yeah. the
1: Adventure Zone, other than other than my own podcast, the Adventure Zone is 100% my favorite podcast.
0: My Our podcast is not my favorite podcast.
1: I mean, I have to say that. It's like my baby. It's like, yep, you're my favorite. It's my baby, but well, it doesn't even make to my say. top five.
0: Like, honestly, There's no rules. it's my ugly baby, <laughs> and it doesn't make my top five. Okay? Uh,
1: for those of you that missed it, the, the, the name of the podcast is The
0: Adventure Zone. I'm going to check this out. That's And incredible. it's on the Maximum Fun now. It's, Fund it's Network. Amazing, but it's
4: a... It's a commitment, though. You really got to start at the beginning, um, Yeah, and it's
1: it it's a long,
0: a yeah. long time. What, three years of it, right?
1: Yeah, sixty-nine episodes. Oh, I, their 69th episode. I mean, not all of them. Not all of them are in canon episodes. because they, right. they, um, they're very successful podcasters. What? A, we're
0: up to episode four hundred and seventy-nine. I mean, I know, like, we're not there yet. Yeah.
1: Um, like they, <laughs> these are the guys that created My Brother, My Brother and Me. Oh. Um, like they gotcha. have their own like so successful that they made a TV show about their stupid podcast. Yeah. And uh
0: so did we. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I'm yours my brother, my brother and my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, so they have like
1: Literally, like tens of thousands of listeners, if not more than that.
0: Okay. Every single episode. I can't, I can't episode. say so to we
4: to that. So, so I, I'm. So, <laughs> I, I got so so deep into it that we named our cat after one of the characters. Oh, which one? Uh, my girlfriend and my uh, taco.
1: Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so one of the the the, the main characters are uh, Magnus, who is a human fighter. Okay. Uh, and there's uh, Merle Highchurch, who is a dwarf cleric merle merle and he's got a wooden arm he's got an arm made out of tree branches because he got his arm cut off well not for a
4: while oh yeah spoilers sorry (laughs) you'll forget that
1: by the time you get to that you'll forget (laughs) and then the third guy is a wizard an elf wizard named taco t-a-a-k-o got taco all right and but the thing is is that in this universe tacos don't exist okay And so he's like slowly starts to like. Does
0: Taco, who recorded Putting on the Ritz, exist? Because that's how he spelled his name. No, no. Uh,
1: He slowly starts to like clue into the idea. Like there's this long running gag where Taco, the wizard, will like see something happen or hear about something and he'll be like, Ground meat. Hmm. Because <laughs> he's a chef.
2: Yeah. Because uh, chef.
1: So, like, over the course of three years, it's like, is he ever gonna he is going to actually figure out how to make a taco? He's going to create yeah. the taco and, and it, name it
4: after and it, himself. Yeah, it's an origin story. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's an good. origin story for tacos.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. But, yeah. Uh,
4: other, other thing I was going to have is I had a quick uh, qu- uh, answer of the week, uh, which is obviously uh, Super Nintendo. Oh! Oh! Yeah! 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 My, because uh, my dad, being the uh, the uh, line in the sand liberal that he is, needing to prove a point, banned me from getting Nintendo products after they tried to, uh, I guess, bribe Toys R Us uh, for exclusivity over Sega. Or some some dumb shit like that. How did your dad even hear about did? this?
0: One and two, like, and is he vested in the Sega Corporation? Or
4: my <laughs> my my dad, my dad. uh if, if you've never met him, gives up things for fun. Uh, so like, the,
1: it's like a hobby. That's horrifying.
4: Yeah, like like that doesn't drink, doesn't eat sugar, doesn't eat meat uh the, like all this stuff basically sounds like a to right the plunker to me. i'm in just
0: saying no offense your dad sounds yeah. like a right plunker <laughs> yeah
4: but we uh but i i mean given i have a major attachment to my my sega genesis because of all of that but there were obviously games that yeah. i could never play i mean on that, the so. con
1: the console the console wars right was probably yeah. the st- the start of like the idea of brand loyalty for a lot of kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because I definitely remember some kids that I grew up with being Sega kids. And like the kids that were Sega kids when it was just the Master System, the Sega Master System and not the Genesis, those kids were kind of like, oh, your parents don't love you as much. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Uh, But when
1: the Genesis and
0: the Super Nintendo came out, you are one of the other baby. Have you seen on uh, Twitter there is a Sega CD games Twitter yes, feed, Yeah, I fo- and we follow it. All they do is make fake Sega <laughs>
2: games. Yeah, right. There's one
0: called Scaredy Cat that I'm looking at. Party Cat and Scaredy Cat. It's these two cats. One has glasses, and it says one is bold enough to venture outside and hunt for clues. The other wise enough to hide under the bed and decode them. Together, huh. they will catch the Zodiac killer. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So, um, have, have you guys heard of that, uh, heard of the whole uh, community of people, um, retro designing games for, uh, Genesis and super Nintendo, but like yeah. people are going back in and making new games for them.
0: Yes. Actually, I have heard like, about that. Yeah. I heard about reverse that engineering on the- the
4: technology and stuff.
0: Overclock Remix has a site It's All 8 Bit Music, and they have like a whole forum for these guys that they make 8 bit music. And these dudes that are making the games are like, hey, make music for these games. And they're fleshing out full on old school Nintendo games. It's so cool. It is so friggin' cool.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really shows you it's like there, there is a certain element to gaming that we miss these days, and, you know, playing very elaborate complex RPGs and whatnot. That's, yeah. uh, and I think you see that explored on steam all the time too. Now is there's so many just straight up and down platformers. Yeah. Like out old
0: school side scrollers. I started playing super phantom yeah. cat too. It's awesome. It's, it's Mario. That's all it is. It's super Mario yeah. brothers. I mean, but it's and with a cat. it's
4: <laughs> like, yeah, there's, there's an element to that, that you, you can't really add anything to, you know, you don't really need to, it's just like a perfect design as it is.
0: Yeah beautiful simplicity run jump kill (laughs) that's about
1: it (laughs) yeah something to be said for for
0: kind of losing that in 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 a lot of modern games clay good luck at the game we'll see what happens i'll leave you with one more sega cd game my favorite that i've seen so far it's called hot mom quad bike fuck patrol miami (laughs)
5: It's <laughs> these two women. i going to look those up. It's <laughs> these two women on yeah, four wheelers
0: sure. launching out of an explosion. They're giving each other these fists in the air. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I
4: gotta see it. All right, buddy. Uh,
0: go, Huskers.
4: with you guys. YouTube, yeah, ch- Check out the Adventure Zone. Go, Huskers. Yes. See you guys. All right, Bye brother.
0: Day. The phone line is open. Yeah. We're waiting for a call. We only got
1: three emails this week.
0: (laughs) Which means we have to go into our answers to the question of the week.
1: Yeah, we always forget.
0: Yeah. Since we started doing this. Let's get it on. Do you have one? I do. Go ahead. Mine is Transformer related. Okay. Now, back in the day, if you're a hardcore Transformer collector, not that I am, but back in the day, I I thought I was. The Generation 1 Transformers that came out, they were like the first Transformers to come to the United States, were all made of die-cast metal. And they were amazing they were so much better than the cheap plastic pieces of shit that we got later on i still loved those cheap plastic pieces of shit but they broke there was this kid down the street i'm not gonna give last names because i hated this little fucker his initials are tommy baines okay <laughs> I fucking hated this kid we lived in waco texas and he was a weirdo too he's total weirdo like he peed in my bedroom once and i was like what are you doing you know the, the kid was a freak but a rich freak with all the Generation 1 Transformers, and he had that Optimus Prime, full die-cast Optimus Prime. Man, that thing was gorgeous. I had that. Not, you didn't have the die-cast one. I bet you had the plastic one.
1: Matt, I'm 40 years old. I had the die-cast one. What are you talking about? I'm
0: saying they were hard to find. No, they weren't. Yeah, they were.
1: No, the Generation 1 Optimus Prime, the first ever Optimus Prime, was made out of die-cast metal. Yes,
0: that's what I'm talking about. You did not have it. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. I still have screw it. Screw you. I don't believe it. You, <laughs> don't still have, you know what much that thing goes for on eBay? Well, I
1: mean, it's in uh, pieces, but I still have it.
0: Man, I was so Missing parts. friggin' jealous. I had a plastic one. I had a plastic Optimus Prime. I was a spoiled kid. My parents bought me everything. I didn't have like the flag and shit like that, which this little rich prick had, and destroyed, mind you. He destroyed the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. I wanted to kill him. Mm. I wanted to bash his brains in on the flight deck. I was so mad. If you're out there, Timmy- fuck you, Tommy, not Timmy,
1: Tim, Tom. <laughs> uh, so I have an answer. I have a couple of, uh, quick answers. Okay. Um, one was not really a friend, but, um, when I was very young, you know, my parents both worked. And before I was old enough to be left to my own devices, we went to a babysitter and my babysitter's nephew was the product of a divorced family
0: And so his parents were competing
1: for his love.
0: Oh, that's awesome. With toys. So he was like, check this shit out. And this little
1: (laughs) shithead, no joke. Like, I did not catalog it, obviously. But he had a... a, They had, like, a second, like, big shed or garage on their property. That was his toy room. And it was full. Like, every G.I. Joe, every Transformer that you can think
0: of what an asshole
1: yeah i was like this kid and he was a little shit too you do not deserve this um i didn't really know him that well and i only went over to his did house you fantasize about
0: killing him no okay
1: but i actually did have a friend uh my my neighbor friend when i uh was growing up in omaha before we moved out to iowa i would go over to his house sometimes he was a couple years older than me but you know we were all kind of friends on on that block and uh we hung out And his uh, his dad was in the military, uh, and so he was very strict, and it was very weird, like it was a weird vibe going over to his house, just because like his dad it was the complete opposite of my house. Just going to a creepy place? No, no, no. Okay. Um, my like my dad is like a a very laid back, fun loving guy. This guy was like buttoned up. Like I don't think I ever saw him out of uniform because he was always just like
0: on his way to the base or whatever. Yeah.
1: Um, just home from the base or on his way to the base, so he was always like. Done up.
0: Kind of guy that goes next door and cries and kisses Kevin Spacey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get it.
1: Uh, We spent most of our time playing outside. Okay. uh, Because he had a cool, like, backyard with, like, this weird little, um, not a maze, but like a a path made of bushes in the backyard. So it was almost like his backyard had a built in fort. What the hell? Because you could, like, go in. It was kind of a neat thing. Anyways, we did a lot of uh, stuff outside, but on the rare occasions that we played inside, I got to see his Transformers collection, and he didn't have a ton of stuff, but what he did have was the full set of all of the Predacons. Oh. Uh, which, if you recall, the Predacons they were, so cool. were animal based yeah, yeah, Decepticons. Yeah. Yes. So they were all like jungle animals, like lions, yeah, rhinos. Yeah. They were supposed to
0: fight the Dinobots. Right. Yeah.
1: And they were combiners. Yeah. Like, like the Constructicons. And so they combined into this giant. Oh. And he had all of them, and I was like, "All I wanted to do is go into your room and play with those stupid Predacons, but no, I have to be in this backyard making homemade bow and arrows." <laughs> I did not resent him; like he was really my friend.
0: Um, but yeah, I was Preda super, King. That was Preda the King. Yeah. yeah, but I was super jealous. I was a d- Devastator, man. That first one that came out. The Constructicons, Devastator.
1: I loved I loved how the narrative in the Transformers canon no matter how many more much more impressive Transformers yeah, came yeah. out afterwards Devastator was always the most powerful Decepticon. Oh yeah, you couldn't you couldn't mess with them. It's like, "Yo, Devastator, oh shit." Until the Devastator. Dinobots showed
0: up and the Dinobots like they like unleashed the Dinobots on Devastator. It's yeah. great. Man.
1: Ah, oh, man. Yeah, the Combiners. I loved the combining they were Transformers so fucking and cool. I never had all of the like I had like three Constructicons and two of this one. I but, I like, like, I never had enough to build the guy.
0: Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who it is? Jeff
5: Hitt. Jeff Hit, How you doing? Good. I'm sitting outside of the flag football game and I just
0: realized that you guys are doing a show. That's but- like... Gonna call in the last couple of weeks. I had child duty, so I'm guessing the flag football game is not as exciting as you hoped. <laughs> no, I mean my my kids
5: not playing yet, so I have a legitimate excuse for not watching. Fair
0: enough. You you know even if your kid is playing, I you don't have to watch. Just be in there. It's important. Well,
5: you know there's, there's something about there's something about fourth and fifth graders and coordination that don't always go hand in hand.
0: What do you want to rap about today, Jeff? What's the question of the week? Remind me. Oh, we're talking about toys that you were jealous of. So much so that you hung out with a kid that you did not like just to play oh,
5: with that's that easy. toy. Oh, that's easy. Oh, that's easy. The the USS flag. Yeah. This kid, by, this kid had the the GI Joe aircraft carrier. First of all, this kid had like every toy, um, from GI Joe all and these, from Kenner. These little pricks, pricks all have so the it,
0: same thing in common. They all had everything,
5: you know. Seriously, and they, they, they none of them appreciated it. But this guy's dad had built in the basement. He had like gotten a, like a folding card table, and he had basically screwed the thing down onto the table so oh. it didn't move and then like he had glued all the different things on so like you couldn't you know you could break it but it was really hard to do it and we would just have these epic battles but this guy was a little he was a little prick and his dad didn't like me cuz he knew i was only there to play with his kid's toys plus like <laughs> you know you know plus, plus like he like totally uh, you know he totally wanted to play with them too so i'd come over like my three or four spindly G.I. Joe's, the broken thumb and the crotch knocked off and stuff like that. And,
1: yeah. You know, I <laughs> know exactly what he <laughs> means. I'd, that piece breaks. Yeah. <laughs>
5: and, and I'd, and I'd, I'd screw him and like, give like, you know, like, you know, snake eyes legs on like beachhead or some crap or
0: something like that. You know, <laughs> so I, you know like my, Jesus, my, my, you my, were a my, monster. My, <laughs> my. You're a vivisectionist.
5: <laughs> oh dude. Oh dude. We did some horrible things at G.I. Joe's in our later years. Once I saw predator, it was like game over, man. Like, you know, tie in the sticks, light them on fire. you know, the whole thing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I play with that. But but the other kid and now I, now I think of that question. I, my my best friend though, growing up, had the millenn- had the Millennium Falcon, like the original Millennium Falcon toy. Yeah. But he didn't have one. He had two of them because his dad's brother worked for Kenner, and so he had one that he would play with inside. that was his inside version, and then he had one that was the outside version that we had tied onto a string so we could spin it around over our heads like a was flying.
0: I want to. Drown this yeah. kid in a toilet so bad! Oh my god!
5: <laughs> Seriously, like, like who has two Millennium Falcons, man? Like, oh what my the hell? Like, God! Like, yeah. So those, yeah. So I absolutely had a kid that I only played with because he was a stupid toy, and yeah, I would. I mean, I probably still play with that kid to play with that toy. That freaking <laughs> aircraft carrier <player> was amazing.
0: <laughs> that thing was amazing, and they were all owned by some prick that we all hated. God, yeah.
5: wasn't it like six feet long too? Like it was like it was it enormous. It six right? feet long. Like, yes, yeah. it was huge. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that being the selling point. That's so straight long. Yeah, go to hell. Um, <laughs> but I do remember, like as long as we talk about cool toys, I do remember the Christmas that I came down and, and quote unquote Santa Claus had set up the GI Joe original GI Joe base in my living room. Oh, nice! And then had gotten all of our GI Joes that we already owned and all the new ones we got for Christmas, and had all the Cobra guys attacking and the GI Joe's defending. Holy and it was also the same year that we got crap. our first Transformers, and so we had the, trans- the Transformers were coming too to help out and uh, that was the best Christmas ever. Like, I swear to God, like, to this day, I don't think I've been excited, as excited for a president as I was when I. I would know, have snuck on snuck in the living room at four in the morning to see what Santa brought. I would have killed myself.
0: I would have been like, "Life is not going to be better than this moment." Well, I mean, like, I'm just going mean, to take it in and then I'm going to shoot well, like, myself. But but <laughs> Thank yeah, you, mom not, and dad. You're not, that,
5: you're not that you're not that bitter yet at eight, and you don't know better. <laughs> no, just, it's just going to get better every year. Actually, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you don't know that you've peaked when you've peaked. I mean, that's the whole point of peaking is you don't know you've
0: peaked. So when you were nine, you, you, you came down going. from Christmas and you were like, well, "What the fuck is this?" Where's, where's the well, miracle?
5: Well, where's the, I, I, like, <laughs> the, the only the only the only other the only other holiday I remember I specifically remember the gift is the year that Santa Claus got my uh, my brother the stealth bomber, and oh, I got that thing a, was so cool. I think I got I, I don't even remember. I think I probably got like socks or something. Like it was just it was like I got it was like like Charlie Brown. I got a rock you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Like, it was a know, jet with a jet a cool on to top of it. To I know a jet with
0: a little jet. You could escape.
5: <laughs> yeah, and then I think I think my other brother got the Rolling Thunder that year too. It was like, what the hell? Shut like, up! It, I wanted the uh,
0: Rolling Thunder. Was amazing. I, I wanted the shit. Rolling Thunder so. I bad. had that shit. It was kick ass. Uh.
5: <laughs> the, 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 my brother's my brother that got it, literally broke the rockets off like in the first hour. Oh, like it didn't man. like like you couldn't get up. He like broke the pegs. So, I was like,
2: you ruined the whole thing. Yeah, whole place ruined.
0: I would have beat the hell yeah. out of him. Like,
5: God. Yeah, well it's his toy, I couldn't beat the hell out of him. Like eh. You know, like I, I I always like I always I was the Big oldest, brother or little brother? First. Big,
0: little brother bigger, Big or little brother.
5: Oh, I was. I'm, I'm the oldest of
0: three. So okay. Like, my so brother- yes, you could beat the hell out of him. I beat the hell out of my little brothers when they fucked well, with my yeah, toys but, and broke shit. But it I was beat his the toy. Hell out of him. It wasn't it Jeff's was toy. It was toy. his it toy. Like, I toy. sent Scott like, to the I'm, hospital once to get stitches because he fucked up one of my. Uh, it was the uh, what was it? Oh, uh, it was a He-Man vehicle. It was the one. It was like a battle trike thing, and oh, the front launched yeah. off the you attack know? track. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't, he fucked up my attack track. My parents wouldn't
5: let me have He-Man because. Jesus was the most powerful man in the universe, so we weren't allowed to have She-Man.
0: That is the Whoa. dumbest reason I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> oh my no, god! No, we
5: weren't allowed to watch She-Man we to or Tom and Jerry because you know they were mean to each other. Oh, but I god. could watch all the I could watch all the Voltron and Joe and Transformers I want, but just not Tom and Jerry because apparently if a cat tries to eat a mouse, that's worse than, like, if a robot tries to destroy all of the
0: civilization. Sure, sure These
1: people are, like, literally shooting guns at each other. Like, let's examine the
0: morality yeah. of Tom and Jerry real quick. I mean, we, we know that G.I. Joe and Transformers has a solid moral base,
2: <laughs> you know?
5: <laughs> exactly. Well, it's a ruthless terrorist organization, you know, designed to control the world, so I mean, they need to be stopped. And look, those guys all have flags on their outfits, so yeah. you know, it's
1: gotta be okay. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just a so. it's a, it's a battle between good and evil. Yeah. Nothing much more to it. Yeah,
5: pretty much. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, until until you start involving snake people and then it's off the rails
0: yeah yeah right yeah then there's some sort of yeah. ancient snake race yeah that was a whole thing yeah. but you know what can you do yeah. it was the 80s <laughs> exactly All right, it was Jeff. all
5: big toy commercials like. hey you have, you have a great weekend guys
0: you too Jeff alright go team play yeah, football or whatever it is
5: yeah I think, they're, I think they're the team the punishers or something stupid like that I don't know oh, oh, the boy, crushers they're the they 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 crushers. crushers go crushers
0: alright yeah. go absorbing
5: men <laughs> alright later guys bye Jeff bye.
1: Harvey Locust just chimed in in the chat which for some reason is still running even though the video has stopped oh. uh, to say that he just left us a voicemail oh. but he forgot to say who he was oh okay luckily we
0: know it's well, Harvey let's Luckist. check on that and let's introduce it and let's play it hey guys
4: just caught the Constructicon answer and, and uh, I had a friend who had that too had the whole thing but when I went to his house to play with his Transformers the ones that I wanted to play with were Megatron and uh, what's the purple gun guy's named Shockwave. Name, because they were guns. Shockwave. There were Beach actual <laughs> size guns that we could play
1: yeah, guns I wasn't with. Racing, I was <laughs> and
4: that's all I did. That's all I cared
3: about was playing guns with guns. Fuck and yeah. Guns yeah, were awesome. Take it easy. Wait.
0: This was back in the 80s where a kid could run out of his house with a very convincing looking Walter PPK. Oh yeah. <laughs> that transforms the door a lot and the cops wouldn't shoot you. I remember. You know, even black kids could do it back then. It was crazy. <laughs> wow. <you know? laughs> my buddies and I used
1: to play... You know, war or guns or whatever we called it, where we would just run around with the with the toy guns and sure. I don't even think we shot them. We were just like kill commies. Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know if we were killing commies. Well, I was killing commies.
1: But uh, I remember that these guns, like, not only did some of them look pretty convincing, but some of them were actually made out of metal. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, like yeah. there was no no like giant orange tips. No, 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 no. Or like neon that green. first Megatron was a gun. Meg- Megatron, I yeah, know, like, it turned into a it, had it looked a, like a gun. You can pull the trigger yeah, like right. it was a gun.
1: <laughs> right. And uh, Shockwave is a laser gun. I mean, yeah, it's a ray gun, so obviously yeah. fakey. But, like, a much bigger gun than Megatron.
0: And if you pulled his trigger, it made a noise. It did. It makes sounds. And it lit up. I think it made lights, too. Shockwave was awesome. I could talk Transformers all friggin' day. But we can't. No. Thank you for calling THN. Cover to cover. Caller, who this? It's Anthony. Anthony? Hey. Look at this. Listen, you're late. Yeah, you're way late. (laughs) No, I know.
3: I know. (laughs) I know. I didn't even think I'd make the show. I was just trying to talk to you
0: guys. You weren't yeah. going to, but we made. An ex- I saw. I was like, I'll bet it's Anthony. From we're just, it's we just we just happened to six. still be sitting here. I bet it's him. What's going on, brother?
3: That, oh, nothing. I was going to ask you guys because I saw the the thing on the forums, which you guys were discussing. So mm-hmm. the uh, casting news for for the Shazam movie. So uh, wait, now what? Wait, wait, New Line Cinema. What, what does New Line Cinema have to do
0: with it? New Line Cinema is putting the movie out. It
1: it's just. It's still, uh, it's still all tied to Warner Brothers, I suppose. It's just weird. I don't know.
0: Okay, that is weird.
1: Okay. New Line Cinema what might I- even be a division of Warner Brothers. Hey, maybe Freddy Krueger will show up. That'd be neat. <laughs> Ooh. Oh man! I, like as a kid, if I was watching TV and I saw the New Line Cinema's logo pop up in a commercial, I was like, I'm out. I dipped out of that room. <laughs> Because I knew what was coming. I knew it was going to be a Freddy Krueger trailer.
0: New Line Cinema is a division of Warner <laughs> Brothers.
1: So yeah, see? New so Line Calm Cinema is a division your, of Warner Brothers. Slow your roll. Oh, okay. that's
0: weird. Why are they? That's but weird. still, why not? I don't get
1: it. I, I don't, don't know, know why. Weird. I don't know why.
0: Regardless,
3: um, what do yeah, you think? Okay, well, I, okay, so real quick, I have some questions. Okay. Is it going to be like in the comics where they now call Captain Marvel Shazam? No. I hate that they call him Shazam. It's just stupid. Y- it
0: is stupid, and I. but yet on a bigger, more real world- setting how can you have a captain marvel movie for warner brothers and a captain marvel movie for marvel the movie will be called Shazam they're not allowed to call it right captain that's what marvel. i'm saying the yeah, movie should be called gonna, Shazam they're still going to call the main character captain marvel mhm and we have captain marvel in the same way that they can have captain marvel running around in the, right,
1: comic the books. comics
3: right right it's right. all about
1: the marketing they're not allowed to market it as captain marvel that's so weird
3: okay cuz oh, yeah well anyway there's um, more than so- one
1: there's more than one character called sandman I know. they make it work i know
3: all right, well, so here's, here's how I feel about the whole thing. Number one, I feel like uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson should not be Black Adam. I think he should be Captain Marvel. Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't like, have a no problem with that.
3: You know, like, because I feel like he's got the smile. He's a cool dude. Like, every kid nowadays wants to grow up to be The Rock. Sure. You know? He's like an idealized notion of what it is to be a man, right? And, I mean, there's nothing in his acting resume that leads me to believe that he's got the gravitas to pull off. Black Adam. Okay, whatever. okay, hold
0: on. We're talking about the world's most electrifying performer here, sir. All right? The people's
2: champion. <laughs> <Right, so laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he should be Captain Marvel.
3: But, okay, fine. If he's going to be Black Adam, then I'm, I'm down with John Cena being being Shazam or being Captain Marvel. So they got me doing it now. Uh, and, uh, he should be Captain Marvel. I'm okay with it because, I mean, like, uh, from what I understand, because I don't watch wrestling anymore, but, like, you know, there's, like, half the audience hates him because he's, like, a goody-goody and half the audience loves him. Yes, And, like, he is, like, by all reports, like, a super great human being.
0: Yeah, he's the best guy. I mean, in every sense of the word. He really is.
3: And I feel like that lends itself to Captain Marvel. Yes. There's, like, mythology behind the
0: actor, mythology behind the character. Yeah, totally.
3: Right. So here's what I do want that I don't know anything about, but this is something that I would want to see. I want to see Jackie Earl Haley play Dr. Savannah.
2: Ooh.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. I want... I want Peter Serafinowicz to voice Taki Tawny. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. And then. In his British accent. Another, what's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In his,
0: in his, in his real accent, his want, British accent? I want Taki Tawny to British. <laughs> yeah,
3: with his real, his real accent, his yes. real voice, just his natural uh, Peter Serafinowicz voice. That's what I want. And um, you know the, the Shazam, or the Captain. Yeah, see, I'm doing it now. Yep. The Captain Marvel bad guy, uh, Ibak. Yes. yes. Who's who, who, like, just like a big kind of bald, hairy guy yeah, yeah. who has superpowers. Yep. I want him to be a henchman of Savannah and have it played by John C. Riley. <laughs> That's what I want.
1: <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs>
3: and I think, I think I just made a great film.
1: I think you do. too. Go. I'd watch that film, Anthony.
3: Who's, who's. So, all right. And then I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys go. Cause I know time and whatever, but what did you guys think about? I mean, I guess I'll hear the episode. I sure. guess I'll hear the episode.
0: <laughs> Anthony, thank you for your call. It's always good to talk to you, buddy. Absolutely, guys. Even though Take you care. called good in late, care. okay? Look, you I know what? Mean, thank you. We'll <laughs> thank make time you. for <laughs> Anthony. <No laughs> we'll make time I didn't mean for to Anthony. Do that. There's I'm rules, my, my okay? My family just left the house. This is not nom, okay? Anthony. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right. <laughs> it's all good, buddy. Right. we we'll talk to you later. Take care, guys. See ya. Bye. We're done here. We had a lot of fun. We talked about murdering children. We talked about coveting their toys. <laughs> anyway, I love that everybody knew this jerk. Does that jerk know he's a jerk today? Oh, probably. Like, does Tommy Baines, does he know? Uh, he probably grew up as a jerk. A fucking lunatic asshole, and I peed in Matt's room, and he got in trouble for it. Like, I was some kind of barnyard animal. Monster. Yeah, God. you're just. They get everybody that called. They get everybody that played along. Before we go, Joe Patrick, I need you to set up the new question of the week for these nerds to mull over for six or seven more days here until we do this little dance again.
1: This question of the week comes from the nitpicker Bobby from Florida. Bobby posted this in the THN Facebook fan group. You should go there. Quote, it's the 25th anniversary of the premiere of Batman the Animated Series. To celebrate, I want to be positive about the animated universe DC created. So... What is your favorite episode or moment from the DCAU?
0: Cool. You know who's got an answer to this? Everyone. D. Murray. Oh, yeah. He's going to go nuts. That guy loves the DC animated universe. Yeah, he could probably do his top 110 favorite moments, I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure. <laughs> and he would if we let him. He absolutely would. This is a rad one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. You can call the Ziggurat Hotline 402 819 4894. Leave a message there. You can also email your MP3 answer to 2 nerd at com. Please keep it south of two minutes. We have a lot of air to share. Uh, we will have to cut you off if you don't. If you need more than two minutes, you can head to the THN web forums and share your information there. Or you can call us live, like the many fine people did today. Yeah. THN cover to cover between 11 and 1230, give or take. Yeah. Depending on if we're behind. It slides. Or if... Uh, <laughs> Hardly anybody called. Yeah, <laughs> there's that. But, I mean, <laughs> I feel like we still we had a good time today. Yeah, we had a really good time. It was yeah. fun. Absolutely.
0: Excelsior! So that is it for
2: THN 459.
0: If you dig comic book podcasts that are more concerned with real-world activities like jobs and hurricanes and shit and football, you can subscribe to this show on iTunes. Some of us don't care about football. Or your favorite podcast
2: app.
1: THN is a listener-supported podcast, and you guys shower us with support, and we appreciate you. And we want to send a rock of eternity-sized thank you to all of our supporters, like Aaron Kilborn, our latest Patreon patron, and everyone that supports the show on PayPal and the aforementioned Patreon. Without you nerds, we do not have the cash to buy all the toys we never got from our piece-of-crap parents' as children.
0: It's true. Before we go, our weekly shout-out goes to John Latrell and Jason Sachs for going above and beyond with their contributions to our Hurricane Relief Fundraiser for the American Red Cross. Word to you boys, the Gulf area is going to be hurting for a while, and it's not over yet. Hurricane Irma is going to be hitting probably right about the same time you hear this podcast. So... We're extending our fundraiser through the end of September. I didn't run that patch you before I wrote it. Are you cool with that? Yeah, yeah, you did. You texted me about it. If you make a donation to the THN PayPal account before September 30th and market Hurricane Relief, 100% of that money goes directly to the Red Cross. 100%. Swear to God. Swear to Superman. I'm an atheist.
1: Yeah, but if you don't market Hurricane Relief, I'm going to assume it's for me. Yep, we're pocketing that shit.
0: Donate at least 25 50 100 bucks or more, and Joe is going to send you an original sketch Black and white, full color, yada, yada, yada. All the details are right there in the forums. It depends on how much you donate, so it's important that you go read those right? those uh, details. The more you give, the harder Joey has to work, and you can find all the details on the forums or in the show notes for this episode.
1: Until next time, true believers, remember to pre-order your comics or your retailer might just come over to your house and steal your run of Venom Lethal Protector. You can fucking have it, okay? (laughs) Fuck you, Jeremy. This is the Two-Headed Nerd signing off.